0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey, it's Matt Beauvais from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. podcasts.
1: All right, thanks for joining us on this postgame wrap. Bills win 20 to 12, kind of a weird score against the Jets. Part of that weird score was the safety. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I forgot about that. Right. I mean, this is a big play in the game. The Bills are up 20 to at the time it was 20 to seven. It's in the fourth quarter. They're punting from their own nine. The Jets come after it the Bills have a punt block. It's the second time they've had a punt block since last year, in, in two years, like it was last year against the Steelers, I think it was the last one, the opening game. But ball goes out of the end zone for a safety. The Bills have to punt the ball away, now only down, and only up, excuse me, 11 points, and giving the Jets pretty decent field position. But this is a concern. You can't allow something like that to happen, which this is how, Matt, I'll tell you, That's when it's. that's when the Vikings game started to creep into my mind and trying to close this game out and weird things happening. It was weird because I also
0: thought back to the conversation we had because it went from a 13-point game to an 11-point game, and I thought maybe the Jets would start to play for the field goal and then the touchdown or vice versa, so I thought there was a better chance the game went to overtime, but the Bills had a lesser chance of just winning the game in regulation. Now, it ultimately doesn't end up costing them because DeMar Hamlin forces the fumble, and that was a really nice play for him, but... Yeah, that is a concern, especially after the Bills then had to punt the ball at the end of the game, and they just had a punt blocked, and you're sitting there thinking like, "Uh uh-oh, the last time we saw this happen, it did not go well. Bills also very lucky that that went out of the back of the end. 100% they are. That could have been a touchdown. I mean, it rolls out the back. I mean, if that ball stops, doesn't bounce as much, somebody's jumping
1: on it, and all of a sudden that game is, what was it at that point? It was 20-7, to to made it 20-9. to Okay. So if you, if they make that, it's 2014. Uh, it's 2014. Yeah. It would have been 2014 with an extra point, point. 2014. And then conceivably the jets would have a chance to win the game with a touchdown instead of just, t- so yeah, I mean, that's it, concerning. It was kind of similar to the bills at the dolphins at the end of the game when they got the safety and yeah. kind of crept in and the bills got the ball back. But that said, let's give a lot of credit to Tyler Bass four for four in his kicks today two extra points, two field goals, one a 49 yarder at the start of the fourth quarter in, in tough conditions. And let's give credit to Sam Martin, aside from the block, which isn't on him. Mm-hmm. Some really nice punts. I went back and looked. He only got credit for two punts inside the 20, but of his, of all his punts, he had seven punts, Matt, four of them, the 21 or worse that the Jets had to start their drives, which is really nice. And by the way, good job holding on those kicks because this was not a good condition day with good conditions to do that
0: one other guy to give credit to obviously you mentioned bass and martin there at the top of the list naheem hines is a much more dynamic returner than anybody they've had since andre roberts he had three punt returns in this game and he averaged 14 yards per return that's Good, And then in the kick returns, he had two of them and he had 20 yards in each of them. So I think that those are pretty strong returns. And I think that he has brought them a dynamic that they didn't have. That being said. Still would like to see him more involved in the offense. Surprised he hasn't been not necessarily surprised today because it wasn't a great day for the offense and there just wasn't that many touches to be had, but moving forward, I would still
1: like to see him more utilized. Well, here's the difference. The jets average drive start was their own 25. The bills was their own 34. I mean, that's what that gets you. I mean, something like Naeem Hines. I think we can look back now and say they were pretty smart to get a Hines conditions like this. He's done before. He's been a returner in this league for a long time. All right, Matt, as always, throws it out there for questions for you here on the pod. And this was kind of spur of the moment. We're going to record a pod, right at the game. What are your questions? At Matt Bove, at Matt underscore Bove at Sal Sports. What do we have? All right. This is a good one. Why Jackson over Elam? That's a good question. It's a one that a lot of people have. Okay, so I'm going to give you this one now. And this comes from actually Eric Wood bringing this up during the pregame. And this goes back to last week against the Patriots. Why was Elam inactive? And one reason Eric Wood brought up maybe... Maybe it's because they're not sure yet on Elam's tackling against teams that want to run the ball. Elam came into this league as known as not a very good tackler. He was a guy that would dive at ankles. He was taught that way at Florida. Maybe, maybe against other teams, they feel like better, uh, a team isn't going to run as much. Maybe next week we see Elam, let's say against the Dolphins who want to throw more with more wide receivers. I don't know if this is the answer. I'm just wondering out loud like Eric did. Maybe you chose Rhodes last week. Over Elam, because you knew that team was going to run the ball. Maybe the same thing this week. You don't want him on the field because you want, you're want. you concerned about his tackling.
0: If not next week, then when? Because, I agree. Because the Dolphins are fast. Their playmakers have a ton of speed. And that was one of the reasons you got Elam. Because he was a great athlete and because he was fast. So I just don't know... I I get that point from Eric, but it still feels like when it's 3rd and 8, when it's 3rd and 9, these teams are like, okay, drop back, where's 30, that's where they target, and more times than not, it ends up being a first down. A lot of people have compared him to Levi Wallace, and they're like, yeah, the second corner always gets way more criticism than he deserves just because he's not the first corner, there's a reason he's getting those targets. But I think this team would kill to have Levi Wallace right now because I do think Jackson has struggled, especially these last couple weeks.
1: They did give up two third and tens and a third and 12 in this game. And that's something that's happened to them quite a bit, actually, over the last several games, giving up those third and longs. That's my possible reasoning. I don't know, but I agree with you. Like next week, let's, we got to see Kyrie Elam or something else is going on here that they really just don't trust him because the Dolphins are going to have a lot more weapons at wide receiver and they don't have as much of a threatening run game if the reason is because of tackling. The one good thing for Elam was he was active. He just didn't play in this game. What else we got?
0: Well, most of the questions as I'm scrolling through them are about Jackson and Elam. Here's one from Joe. How worried should we really be
1: with the offense i don't think you should be really worried um but i do think that your expectations maybe should be lowered for the offense i I think through the last several weeks ever since josh's josh's elbow injury and kind of laying off him a little bit and maybe the weather the way it is and also just seeing that you know they don't have the dynamic playmakers overall like maybe we thought they would uh, especially on the outside that, you know this team even though they average 27 28 points a game maybe we should start to expect more of the 23 24 points a game i think it's
0: a better offense than we saw in 2019 significantly better but it's not quite an offense that we saw in 2020 or 2021 Now, that's the bad news. The good news is I think the defense is also closer to the unit we saw in 2019 than we've seen the last two years. So I trust the defense more than I have the last couple years. I don't trust the offense quite as much, but I think that just means they're a little bit more of a balanced team. So I like your point. Maybe the bar isn't 30 points every week. Maybe it's 26. Maybe it's 27. So... Yeah, maybe you don't feel as comfortable going into a shootout in the playoffs, but I think this team can win a lot of different ways. It's, it's amazing. They're 10-3, and three, and it feels like everybody is so down on them. And at the same time last year, so they played 13 games. At the same time last year, what were they, 7-6? and six? Something like that. Seven and six after thirteen games. So eight and six at the same time last year, basically. Or w- yeah, I mean seven and six. So I mean, my goodness, I think you take ten. and it's Seven
1: and two. six, and then they re- and then they ran the table the last four games, uh, five games, I guess they went because they finished eleven and six last year. Yeah. Now they're ten and three. I mean, think about that. They're just way ahead of where they were. The difference is the dif- dif- the division is a lot better with teams like the Jets and the Dolphins chasing you. By the way, we're watching highlights from the game today. I did not see. I didn't realize that Dawson Knox didn't get in the end zone until he completely flipped. Like the ball never crossed. I'm seeing this for the first time.
0: Okay. No, no. Like legitimately, it almost felt like he got helped into the end zone by the flip. (laughs) So we're sitting there watching the replay up in the press box and it's like, yeah, okay. It's very clear. He doesn't land on the ground, but he's going backwards into the end zone when the ball breaks the plane. I went back and I looked at it right now. A couple people are like really, really concerned about the offense. And I understand that, but keep in mind, they did not start clicking the offense. Last year until the wild card game against the Patriots. They had a really nice day week 16
1: against the Patriots. That was struggled against both the Panthers and Falcons. If I remember correctly and the jets.
0: Yes. They struggled against the jets that game to end the season. They put up 27 points week 17 at home against the Falcons. They put up 29 and I think they scored a really late touchdown to kind of inflate that number. And then week 15 against the Panthers, they scored 31. So I guess that's a little bit more than I remember them scoring. And then let's see, what was this one? And then 27 against the Bucks in the game that they
1: ultimately slipped up. That was the second half game where they came back in the second half. They just didn't put much on the board in the, first half you're right about that um i'll also remind everybody this is not your same old jets yeah. okay if you're concerned about the bills offense i understand you have legitimate concerns let's put it in perspective they played a very very good defense in the new york jets i would expect look conditions are gonna be bad again next week where they're calling for snow saturday night against the miami dolphins but that's not the same defense the, the, this bill's offense should be able to move the ball and score more against the dolphins defense
0: all right. This is from Ryan Wayland, her buddy over at Spectrum. So he asked the question, why don't the Bills line Russo up on the interior sometimes? His inside power move is so good, and he was successful
1: playing tackle and end in college. I think that's a good question. Yeah, and I, I think they did a little bit when he came in the league, maybe once or twice last year. Um, I, I don't know if you have to line him up there. He does kind of take an inside route sometimes, and some of those stunts that they do gets his hands up. So it's a good question. Maybe they can start to look at that with the loss of Von Miller, because they do need some... They need they need pressure from everywhere, but I would say they also have Boogie Basham, and DaQuan Jones, and Ed Oliver, and. You know, I mean, those guys are pretty good. They're really good, and they can get some pressure as well. So it's a good question um, going forward. So unless you have one more, we can talk about the AFC real quick as we wrap up.
0: No, well, the last one is just its a fun one. It's from, I want to make sure I get his name right. It's from Greg B., and he just asked, is everybody on the beat best friends? Because he seems like everybody seems to get along with each other. No, not everybody's best friends. We don't hate each other, though. Most people, I think, get along with each other. I think there's a lot of professional courtesy. That's something that has been criticized by people because we're supposed to be more competitive, that
1: being said no, I think most people on the beat are pretty good friends. Are we best friends? No, but I was just joking when I said it that way, because we don't all just hang out at each other's houses, right? We're not always going over each other's houses, but I think what you see is a lot of the cross interaction on our platforms because we trust each other and even though we're competitive and i'll say this shout out to all our bosses who allow us to do that
0: yeah absolutely i mean this is a really cool space because you know for you obviously you cover the team you're on the sideline you follow the team pretty much every day i follow the team pretty much every day as well but my platform my main outlet is a tv station where usually we're talking about the team for a couple minutes and then you mix in a couple other things so this is a fun way of kind of going a little bit more in depth and hopefully you know
1: reaching a different audience which is fun. Yeah, so we all do we all generally do get along. I I would say it this way. I mean aside from the occasional something here or there, I don't think there's anybody really hates each other on the beat to be honest with you. Like you might have some people that just don't get along necessarily or don't really interact that much, uh, but you know, uh, and we've seen we've seen some people argue. Oh, yeah. We've seen some people get mad at each other for something, but We're all like family. That's what happens. Well, it's
0: human nature. I mean, you spend so much time with so many people. I legitimately see the people who cover the bills more than I see 95% of the other people in my life. Because, I mean, think about it. You see them on game day. You see them on Friday, on Thursday, on Wednesday, occasionally on Monday. Sometimes you're traveling with these people. So, you know. There are times when
1: it gets a little heated. No, that's right. Okay. AFC real quick. So let's take a look at the up-to-date, really, really up-to-date AFC standings. And when I say that, that means it's not up-to-date for you listening. It is is up-to-date for us because the Dolphins and Chargers haven't played as we sit here inside Highmark Stadium. But all the other Sunday games are complete. We just have the Sunday night game and the Monday night game, which does include the Patriots, which is interesting because right now, because the Bills beat the Jets... The bills are still the number one seed in the AFC. Although Kansas city has kept pace record wise, the bills do have that uh, game up on them. The head to head Baltimore did win. They're a game behind the bills, but really a game and a half because they beat Baltimore, Tennessee with a monster loss today to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Can you believe the Jacksonville Jaguars are still alive for the division five and eight Tennessee seven and six and Jacksonville beaten them. So here's what I think. This is a little bit of a
0: weird thought, the most the best position to be in and the once it's all said and done besides the one seat is probably the five seat because you're probably going on the road to play Tennessee. And I think whoever that team is will be favored, whether that's the Ravens, whether that's the Bengals, the Dolphins, whoever it is, I think the Titans Are not very good. And when you look at the Jags final stretch, it's kind of a bear because you got the Cowboys, which is a tough game. You got the Jets who are going to be fighting for their playoff lives and you've got the Titans again. So the Titans could potentially, you know, try and kind of close out the division. They both have the Cowboys still and the Titans have the Chargers. Okay. So, and they both have the Texans too. So I still going to play the last week. Maybe that, that could be, could that be the Sunday night flex? Maybe that's for it all. Oh yeah. That could absolutely be the Sunday night flex. E- either way, whoever wins the AFC South is probably going to be the four seed. And that's probably going to be the weakest team that makes it into the AFC from, you know, yeah, I think that's going to be the weakest team because I think right now I would be more worried about
1: playing the jets than I would be about playing the Titans. Do you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, if you, the jets going to be a tough out, man. Like, I don't want to play the Jets in the playoffs. I think that you saw what they did today against the Bills offense and last time they played. All right, keep your page open there because I want you to kind of go through the last couple of spots the way they stand. I want to play it out on the ESPN playoff machine on my end. Okay, so what do you want to do first? Well, that's Because I, I want to see the three division teams and the Chargers are right there. Let's see what happens and who makes it based on what happens Sunday night and Monday. Okay. Well, who do you think wins? Do you think the Dolphins win or the Chargers? Well, I'm going to pick the Chargers, but let's play it out and see what happens here. Because if the Dolphins win, we know they're going to maintain that spot, right? Yes. So right now, if the Dolphins win, uh, they're going to they maintain the sixth seed. But if they lose, the Chargers go to the seventh seed over the Jets. The Jets right now are in the seventh seed.
0: And that would be a really, really spicy little matchup because the Chargers play the Chiefs tough. But if the, what is it? If the Patriots win, then they jump into the seventh seed. If the Chargers and Patriots win. I mean, the Patriots would get their teeth kicked in by the Chiefs at Arrowhead in the wild card round. I'm still not convinced Uh, people are going to not like me for saying this. The Bills remaining four games is really hard, really, really tough. So I think right now, would you take
1: three wins? I think I would. I've said I said this on the radio. My hot take was the Bills, the Chiefs and the Bengals will all lose one more game before the end of the year. Well,
0: I think that's a pretty reasonable take considering the Bills and the Bengals still have to play each other. So somebody's going to lose and the Bills have to play the Dolphins next week, which I think is a sneaky, tough game. I wonder, what do you think the line is for the Dolphins game? Now that won't come up until the game has been played against the Chargers. I know there'll be a, like a premature line right now. What would you say the Dolphins, assuming that I, if the Dolphins win and there's no you know, major injuries or anything like that, what is the line
1: next week in Buffalo? I'm going to look at it. I'm going to guess right now. The Bills are going to be six and a half point favorites. What do you guess? I was going to say three and a half. I think the Dolphins, I said this
0: on the last post game podcast and plenty of people tweeted at me and they're like, you could not have been more wrong about the Dolphins against the 49ers and the chiefs against the Bengals six and a half. You were right. I think that moves early look line is six and a half. I think that moves. If the Dolphins beat the chargers tonight, maybe only to like four and a half or five and a half, but I think the Dolph... I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just being too sheepish on the Dolphins. I think they're good. Every time I watch them, I'm so impressed by their offense.
1: I think they're good. I don't think their offense is going to travel well in this kind of weather. And I think their defense is not very good. They can make a few plays. They can get to the quarterback a few times. They can get to the ball. I think you can also score on them. The, the 49ers did last week with the backup quarterback... And the 49ers had a really good plan on defense. A really, very, very, very good 49ers defense figured out how to stop that offense. And I think when they face a really good defense, look, even against the Bills, they only scored 21 points, they had 212 yards of offense. Yeah, that's a good
0: point. I mean, I'm just looking at these teams. I think right now, I think Buffalo's got a greater than 99% chance to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. The Chiefs, if the Chargers lose tonight, clinch a playoff spot. They clinch the AFC West. They clinch the division. They clinch the division. Cincinnati's going to make the playoffs, and Baltimore is going to make the playoffs, even though right now they're without Lamar. There's the Dawson Knox replay again. It's pretty crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the ball goes in just before the backside of him goes in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I, the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs, and then it kind of comes down to, and the Titans are going to make the playoffs. So I think the teams that are fighting for that last spot in the playoffs are the Jets, the Patriots, and the Chargers, just because they've got a little bit of a head up on the I think the Jags are probably more dangerous than some of those teams are, but they're five and eight. So even if they win out, they're nine and eight. And I would like to imagine
1: that the chargers will get three more wins or the jets will get two more wins from a just pure football's perspective, not thinking about the bills. Who would you like to see in those last two spots? Just from like a fan. Yeah. Just football. The Jets have the longest playoff drought in the NFL right now. Don't care. And you you just say don't want to see them. No, don't want to see them because I think
0: they're pretty good and whatever. I don't really care about the Jets. I would say I think the Jags. I think I'm. I like that. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like Doug Peterson. I like some of their skill players. They've got Zay Jones, former Bill. Always liked my interactions with him. I think Christian Kirk is a fun player. I think they would be a really tough team to play in the first round i think the chargers i was having this conversation with mike Catalana from wham and rochester earlier today i think the chargers would be a scary team to have to play in the first round just because of herbert he didn't seem to agree he was like that team's got so many problems there's a reason that if they lose tonight they're going to be six and seven so i know that they're not maybe as complete of a roster as we thought they were going to be going into the season but i think that they would be you know a tough out for somebody. I think if you're a team and you're in the two seed of the teams that could potentially get in, you would most want to play the Patriots.
1: That's so weird, but you're probably right. I don't want to see them get in. I just, come on. They're just so, they're such a boring team. And, Come on.
0: Yeah, but if your team is playing in that game, I think yes. that's who you want to play. Yeah, yeah. I think you're like, okay, it's not like Mac is going to come put up 35 on us.
1: I think what you want if you're the Bills is obviously them get to one, but the Chiefs and the Bengals to get the two and three in some order because that way you avoid, the Bills avoid those two teams until the AFC Championship. There'd be no way they could play either the Bengals or the Chiefs until the AFC Championship and one would knock off the other in round two that second round. Yeah. A lot depends on what happens on Saturday
0: when the bills and dolphins play each other. But that game against Cincinnati is going to be massive for playoff
1: implications when it's January, January 2nd, Monday night football. All right. We have a December 17th, Saturday night football game. Next up for the bills, Miami dolphins. You got flexed into Saturday night NFL network and on channel seven. So just in case, if you don't have NFL network,
0: you can watch the game locally on channel seven coverage starts at seven thirty. the game's at eight 15, and
1: then we'll have live reaction from the podium and the press conferences and stuff after the game. And Matt and I will have a podcast before that to get you ready for it. Thanks for listening. And thanks for always downloading and subscribing to it's always game day in Buffalo.